must really be high up. The air feels so different. Mm-hmm. Dad? Yes? I'm hungry. Well, you should have eaten your breakfast. We'll get you something as soon as we get to the hotel, okay? Okay, Mom. Hey, wasn't it around here that the Donner Party got snowbound? I think that was farther west in the Sierras. What was the Donner Party? They were a party of settlers in covered wagon times. They got snowbound one winter in the mountains. They had to resort to cannibalism in order to stay alive. You mean they ate each other up? Huh? They had to, in order to survive. Jack. Don't worry, Mom. I know all about cannibalism. I saw it on TV. See? It's okay. I saw it on the television. Welcome back to Conspiracy Club. I'm Tom. And I'm Emir. Uh, and this week I'm taking the reins back as host. Um, originally, we said that we were going to alternate uh, weeks between who's going to be the main host. Um, but I think we'll alternate topics instead because some topics are longer than others. Uh, this week, um, it, we're talking about the diner party. But we're only going to be doing part one this week. We don't want to give you a you know, a marathon episode. So we're going to break it up a little bit, give you some now and then some next week, and I'll host the second part as well, and then Amir will get the reins back. Does yeah. sound good to you? Yeah, so yeah, basically we said another thing and then instantly, like, retracted it. Like yeah, we that's what we do. do. Yeah, so. Redacted, classified. Yep, so, I mean, hopefully we'll, it'll only do be two parts. We never know. It might be a third part, and I don't know what I'm going to do next, so we'll find out. We'll figure After it out. That, you know, second week. So, uh, in case you're new to the podcast, Conspiracy Club is our podcast through and more media. <laughs> what? It is our podcast. And uh, we talk about, obviously, conspiracy theories. We talk about creepy, weird stuff, you know, unexplained uh, occurrences, and just like kind of disturbing content uh, in general. And we try to we try to add some humor to it, uh, keep it a little lighthearted instead of being just you know, 40 minutes of depressing stuff, so. Yeah. Even with something like the Donner Party, where hopefully it's not horrendously depressing. Dude, this is going to be fooked. All right, so let's get started. Um, Just some background on what the Donner Party is and kind of what's going on at the time. So during the 1840s, lots of people were headed west to California and Oregon. Some were inspired by religious purposes, but others simply were spurned on by manifest destiny, um, taking the land that they believed was theirs to settle. Um, you know, definitely not the people that were here for hundreds of years before them. Well, I mean, you know how these Brits are, mate. Uh, most wagon trains followed the Oregon Trail, which left from Independence, Missouri, and covered around 15 miles a day over the course of four to six months, depending. That's such a wild name for a city. Independence? Yeah. Was it, was it independent by this point? or Missouri? That's a state. No, I'm saying, but was like, okay, yeah. It's 1840. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Um. And so Lansford W. Hastings was this guy who traveled um, Old to California yep, yep. in 1842, and he saw a lot of untapped potential in California. 
Um, inspired by such, he wrote The Emigrant's Guide to Oregon and California, in which he detailed a direct and simple path towards California from the east, a path that he had not traveled any part of uh, until early 1846, four years after it was published. Ain't that something that all it, that's all it took back in the day? You get that one white guy to go and be like, let me navigate, and then all the rest of them be like, well, shit, he already got there, so I'm coming too. And he's white. Yeah, and, and, and then, his name's Lansford. That's gotta yeah. be a trustworthy name. And then they got, and then they're like, "Get the fuck out of here, you other folks!" His path crossed the Great Basin, went through the Wasatch Mountains, and across the Great Salt Lake Desert. Um, as of this time, when uh, when it was published, Lansford was only one of two men to have been documented crossing the southern part of the Great Salt Lake Desert. Neither of which was part of a wagon train. That's already like he's writing about something he has no clue. Um, about anyway. Someone has a clue. It's just he didn't have a clue. Yeah. So the most difficult part of the journey typically consisted of the final hundred miles across the Sierra Nevada um, mountains. This stretch of the trek contained 500 distinct uh, mountain peaks over 12,000 feet, which received heavy snowfall. Um, timing was really crucial and sensitive part um, of the travel in order to ensure the wagon trains not get caught in mud from spring rain or the huge snowdrifts, as well as being part of the season plentiful with grass for the animals. So there's lots of things that have to go right here, um, and part of the, a big part of that is timing, um, which is why 15 miles a day, four to six months, you can't leave too late in the season, otherwise you're screwed. Um, you can't like take any you know, paths that are not tested, because then you're screwed, you're, you're put off. Well, isn't every first path untested? That's, I guess that's fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just got. Pooped. But at this point, there's one traditional path that's like safe for the most part. Yeah, that everyone universally agrees is safe. Uh, so um, well, every you know, non, yeah. every like non of other race person agrees is. And they had guides still, even for those traditional paths. Um, but this new path, Lansford was actually taking people on himself. He was leading some people across his new shortcut. <laughs> so he, yes, he had faith in it too. I mean, he would have to. So, uh, in spring of 1846, almost 500 wagons headed west from Independence, Missouri. At the back of the train was a group of nine wagons containing 32 members from the Reed and Donner families and their employees, which left on May 12th. All right, fourth wagon. Are we talking like old, like you know, horse and carriage rag, like wagon? Uh, or? Well, no, they're pulled. Yes, but they're not pulled by horses. They're pulled by um, oxen. All right. Um, Ed George Donner um, was 60 years old, and he was the patriarch of the family. And he was accompanied by James F. Reed, uh, a military man and a native Irishman. The first death on the trip was Reed's mother, who was 70 and was in the advanced stages of consumption. She passed away on May 28th, 16 days in, and was buried on the side of the trail. Wait, was she, like, consumption, like, as in, like, eating? I don't know what consumption is. It sounds like a thing that... Um, only happened in the West. Okay. You know, it sounds like, you know, it's just, it's just got one of those names. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she was drinking or eating or, you know, consuming. Well, it, it's, it's not, I don't think it's anything like that. No? I didn't look into, I didn't open up my Grey's Anatomy textbook. And look for consumption? Yeah, I didn't. So, um, so they bury the old lady up by the side. The, of the only road. thing is that, uh, really, she was already ill going into this trip, so the trip didn't kill her. Then why didn't they just leave her? Well, Here's something actually is that James Reed, part of the reason for him coming was that he thought that the weather in California would help his mom get um, better. Oh, get better? Yeah. 
he was wrong. He found out really fast. Well, she was too far gone, really. Yeah, and then he buried her on the side of the road. Yep. Yeah. Ain't that some... Wouldn't I hope it? he put something there to remember where she's at. And during these times, lots of people just, like, you just they just fall behind or whatever, or they die, and you just, like, throw them right there, and you're like, well, not much else I can do. I got to keep pace. Well, you feel like, see you, mom. Yeah, just buried her right there. And just threw her off the side. Uh, James Reed was not very well liked, though, so maybe he'll lose. Ah, so people didn't like him. Yes. Um, so Does he w- die at some point? Um, You'll see. Hell yeah. Within a week of leaving, the Reeds and Donners joined another group of 50 wagons led by William Russell. By June 16th, they had altogether traveled 450 miles. The only issues so far had been rainfall that created a delay with a rising river. And along the way, they were joined by several other families. There's a lot of families all going to one place. Yeah, th- these are huge wagon trains. Did, were they? So they all went on separate paths? And then, these are all, like for the most part, together at this point. But I'm saying before that point, they all met while going on separate paths. I, I think it was more that, I mean, it's possible, but I think it's more that they kind of all just like caught up and grouped up together. Like along the way? Yeah. Like they stopped in like Idaho before there was an Idaho and was like, hey, dog, get on. Oh, yeah, but they definitely weren't up there. Ah. And people travel at different paces, so people either, you know, fell behind and got caught with by the next group or the people that were moving in the back were quicker and they caught up with the people ahead of them. It was kind of just like that. Yeah. Um, so the next bit is about Lansford Hastings and what is deemed the Hastings cutoff. To promote his new route, which was barely traveled, if at all, Lansford Hastings sent men to deliver letters to traveling emigrants telling them of the newly minted path. He warned of Mexican authorities in California and claimed he'd be waiting at Fort Bridger to guide new emigrants along the new cutoff that he made. Wait, what, what emigrants? What are we talking about? Emigrants, these people that are coming across the country. Oh, we're talking like, you know, like... Well, yeah, immigrants, not immigrants. Okay, I just want to make e. sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure we, di- we like, you know, dignify or separate, like, not separate, yeah. but, like, separate. Yeah. Because there's immigrants, and then there's, like, well, hey, there's, dude, we're just moving down the road. But there's immigrants, and there's emigrants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, they're just moving down the street. Well, yeah, a couple hundred miles. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, it's worth noting that even then, many in the train were skeptical of Hastings uh, and his path, believing him to be a progenitor of tall tales. So why are you following him? Uh, well, they haven't really decided if they're going to yet. Oh, okay. Um, but that's coming. I mean, technically they are. On July 20th, most of the train opted to follow the well-established trail via Fort Hall, but a smaller group wanted to head to Fort Bridger to brave this new path. The troop needed a leader. Dream, excuse me, James Reed was a knowledgeable and military man, um, but had rubbed many the wrong way. Donner, however, was mature and peaceful and the group's natural first choice. So Donner is kind of elected the the leader of this whole group, the Donner Party. What? But what happened to Hastings? He's not in, He's not here yet. Oh, he's not. He didn't catch them yet. Mm-mm. Oh, so we haven't even crossed paths. Uh, and you, you'll see. Um, so journalist Edwin Bryant reached Black's Fork a week ahead of the Donner Party. He was immediately concerned that it would be too difficult for the wagons, especially with the high quantity of women and children. He left word at the fork warning them not to take the shortcut after all, and by the time the Donner Party reached Black's Fork on July 27th, Hastings had already left, leading another party. And there at the trading post, they were assured of the safety of the trail, even being told it would shave 350 miles off their journey. Yikes, so someone lied. Uh, None of the party had received the letters left by Bryant, the journalist. 
and Bryant believes this to be because Jim Bridger of the Trading Post deliberately hid them. That's actually hilarious. What, uh, he, like, did he hate the Donners? No, he hid them because if more people are going to this Black's Fork instead of taking the traditional path, he's making more money at his trading post. How? Because more people are coming through it. Oh, so his trading post is in the Black Fork. Yeah, it's right there. So people come that way instead of going the traditional route. He's yeah. making more money because they're stopping by his store. Oh, I don't blame him. Why would you give it to the guy who has more money to make out of this? Uh, so yeah, no, no, no one even heard uh, what uh, Bryant had left for them, so they didn't even know how risky it was. Why I mean, they knew what had been told of them, but even Hastings was reassuring of its safety. This guy at the trading post is reassuring uh, of the safety of the past, so they're like, well, I guess it can't be that bad. Well, why would you leave the letters saying don't do something with the guy who's going to legit do the exact opposite? What do you mean? Like, that's like me saying... Well, they didn't... Like, that's like me telling you, like, hey, Tom, like, don't grab that $6 right there that I'm going to leave right there, but you're going to make more money by grabbing the $6. Because you kind of, I guess he was kind of hoping that the, the James Bridger was a good enough to not kind of lead all these people to their deaths. I mean, it's the 1800s, dude. Like, nobody's good enough it's for Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, like, if Grant is like, imagine it's the three of us and we're in the 1800s. I'm like, I put like $6 down. I'm like, hey, Grant's coming up soon. Don't give like, Give this six this six dollars to Grant. Don't you take it? Yeah. And then you just leave. Like, why would I give him the six dollars? I'm just gonna run off with this six dollars. No, that's fair. I guess Edwin Bryant was very trusting. Yeah, to a fault. After four days of rest, the party left. Eleven days behind, the Hastings led Harlan Young group. And now we're in the Wasatch Mountains. The start of the trip. Right away, the party found the train to be much more rugged than was described. Hastings had written directions and left letters stuck to trees. On August 6th, the party found a letter from him advising them to remain where they were so he could take them on a different route. The party was faced with a decision. Turn back and take the established route or follow the tracks of the Harlan Young group or follow the Hastings or follow Hastings' additional instructions left behind giving them a different route. Uh, Reed urged the group to take the newly outlined route and the group complied. So they're just taking a route that has not been traveled whatsoever. Really? Yeah, so Hastings starts, and he takes one route, and he's like, oh, that's messed up. We can't go that way. Take it this different way, which is safer. And they're like, okay. Why, though? Like, does it, like, they just trust Hastings? I guess they do. Everyone is trusting to a fault in the 1800s. Um, uh, So Reed urged the group. Yeah, they they complied. They slowed, eventually, after taking this new route, they slowed down to only a mile and a half a day. Jesus. Remember when I said they had to move 15 miles a day? Yep. Mile and a half. At this point, the Donner Party was already on the tail end of the emigration uh, for the year. Tempers flared and food already started to run low. It was August 20th, so this is three months, and when they reached a point in the mountains where they could see the Great Salt Lake. So that's, they just, it took three months to get through the first bit of mountains. Holy shit. Um, but still, nobody had died yet except for Reed's mom. Uh, no one liked her. We reached the Great Salt Lake Desert, and the next death was August 25th when Luke Halloran died of tuberculosis. Huh. Some days later, they found a destroyed letter from Hastings warning of difficult travel from the next, uh, excuse me, for the next two days where they would be without grass or water. What the? Why would he? Okay. All right. So there's a desert. Yep. Was his original idea not to go through the desert, or was he no matter no, what? No, he was cutting right through it. And he, like I said, he was one of two people that had crossed 
through the desert on the southern point. And even then, he was without a wagon train. So they're moving really slow, and they have a lot of stuff, which already makes it exponentially more difficult and had never been done before, really. Well, they, this is at a point where they're going to have to start cutting shit out and throwing stuff off the side. Well, like not clothes. quite. After a, day or, excuse me, after a day and a half of rest, they set out to cross the thousand-foot mountain before them. At the time, they saw a dry and barren plain covered in salt, larger than the one they just suffered through. It was described by one of the travelers as being, quote, one of the most inhospitable places on earth. How did I get this quote? They, they, a lot of people are writing diaries and stuff. Oh, okay. I was wondering, like, that's a wild quote to get from mm-hmm. the 1800s. Yeah. In the heat of the day, the moisture beneath the salt crust rose to the surface and turned the soil soft. The wagon wheels sank into it. Some, In some cases, it was quite deep up to the hubs, which is like a foot and a half maybe. Um, the days were scorching and the nights chilling. Several members of the group began hallucinating of lakes and wagon trains, convincing themselves that they'd caught up to Hastings. Uh, they hadn't. They did not. Hastings is probably already there chilling. After three days, the water was gone. Oh. So no, three days in, he said it was going to take two days. After three days, the water was gone. Some of the animals were so beaten that they were left yoked to broken wagons and abandoned. Nine of reeds... They could have ate some of those animals. Well, they weren't thinking about that yet. <sighs> Nine of reeds, ten oxen broke free and ran into the desert. So only has one left. Throughout the desert, the wagons had been destroyed. Morale was at an all-time low. Many of the animals were dead or gone. But still, no one had died. You could have ate those animals. What Hastings claimed to be a two-day journey over 40 miles was double that and took six days. Yikes. No one believed in the Hastings cutoff anymore. I wouldn't either. Reed had suffered the heaviest losses and began to demand all the families submit an inventory of their food and goods to him. He suggested that a couple men go to Sutter's Fort in California, as he'd heard that John Sutter was kind to pioneers and would give them extra provisions. Several other men went off to search for some of the missing animals and returned with the report that another 40 miles of desert laid ahead. Wait, okay. First off, who is Reed to be making all these choices? He's kind of like the second dude. He's very, he's like very, I wouldn't say he's like second in command, but he's like a dominant personality. But he's a douche. Well, you're going to see what happens. Well, okay. It, this so, stuff only gets worse for them. So he says, I go and see. He says, we're this. starving here. We don't have any water. We're losing animals. But left I right. don't have it the most. So give me some of it, dude. Well, he's not demanding it. He just wants an inventory to make sure people aren't like burning. Oh, through so it. he wants inventories. He's just like, I just want to know what everybody's got. Oh, okay. So he's being reasonable here. You could think that, yeah. Yeah. So okay. people don't like him, though. I mean, I can get it, but like people usually don't like the reasonable person to be like, "Hey, look, dude, we're burning." It's like this. rationing when That's you're. What I'm saying, like, we're yeah. going through supplies here. Hey, Jimmy, what are you eating over there, dude? You and have then, a Snickers bar, you bastard. And then he even suggests the Sutter uh, Sutter's Fort thing, which is like beneficial to them. Yeah. Go get some extra provisions. We'll be okay. Which? How do they? Is that like an actual thing, or is yes? That like, okay, so yeah, go there. They do. Some people do reach it, so they'll, they'll come back later. Okay. So they're back on the trail. Oh, excuse me. I skipped a part. Um, so yeah, they th- got the report that another 40 miles of desert laid ahead. Nevertheless, they persisted across the next stretch unscathed. Okay, not bad. So at this point, they've only had two deaths, tuberculosis and consumption. Yeah. Back on the trail. On September 26th, this is um, two months after they started their um, their shortcut, Hastings shortcut, um, the Downer Party reached the traditional trail. 
um, and they were delayed by over a month. Yikes. So that's not a shortcut. That's a long cut. That's a long cut. Along the Humboldt River, the group met Pite. I'm going to really butcher these uh, names. Along the Humboldt River, the group met Paiute Native Americans who joined them for a few days before they stole and shot several oxen and horses. Ha! That's what they get. Hell yeah. Go Native There's Manifest Destiny for you. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I would have been like, fuck you, and then took everything. They just took everything. They come back. Good. They were deep into October at this point. They come back all the time. And the Donner families split up to try and make better time. Excuse me, the Donner Party families split up to try and make better time. Two wagons in the remaining group became tangled, and one of the men started to whip one of uh, the oxes from Reed's men. When Reed tried to intervene, the man uh, whipped Reed. Oh, shit. Reed then stabbed the man to death. He stabs him? Yep, John Snyder. Was the next man to die on the trail. Well, like, you know how they always say, you can't judge how a person's going to react to something. Wicked. That was wicked. The party was unsure of what to do. He went too far. They were in a... Un, you know, unclaimed territory. Hold on, it's, we gotta pause that. Reed went, he went a little bit too far. I, I, when I said stabbed him to death, it was he stabbed him one time oh, uh, around the collarbone well, yeah. and it killed him. Well, but yeah, still, that's, that's stabbing that's how him to they, death. Yeah, that's how the 1800s were. You get, you know, kind of, you know, cut and you're dead. Oh, well, he shouldn't hit him. But he wait, shouldn't have. But wait, just wait, because this this might make it worse. Um, so like I said, Reed was unliked, but at this point, you know, he's trying to help. At least some point, he's just got an abrasive personality. Yeah. So the party's unsure of what to do. Uh, they're in an area where U.S. law isn't applicable, and oh. they'd heard of what went for justice on the wagon trails. Oh, no. The party leader was a full day ahead of them with George Donner, um, and Snyder believed to ha- was believed to have abused his wife and hit Reed before that point. Oh. Nevertheless, so he just... was more popular than Reed in the group. Oh, come on. He, what? So Reed is that, so his, you got to tell me, you're telling me, his personality is so bad yeah, that guess. people are like, I'd rather have the guy who beat... Well, it's the 1800s, so being your wife is kind of not that bad. Yeah, you know. Um, but he, he already hit him before. So he was still more popular, and so the group turned on James Reed. Some suggested that he be hanged on the side of the trail. Jesus! But what they finally decided was that Reed would have to leave camp, but his family was allowed to be left in the care of the group. You know, so he's got like a bunch of kids, by the way. Like, all these people have like a ton of kids, and they're oh, all yeah. like really small. It's 1800s. But no, by the way, no. Why would I leave my family with you guys? Because it's better than just being on your own. He does not gonna be able to take or, care of all these people. Or, or, he only has one oxen. Two, how is the word gonna get to the other groups? So trust I can me, just try to catch trust the me, other group. James Reed comes out better in all of this. My man. Um, despite leaving unarmed, his daughter brought him a rifle and food in secret. Oh, okay. But James Reed had been effectively banished from the group. All right. I would he should have took one of his kids with him. Oh, he wasn't I guess I don't know. They they felt safer with the wagon train, I guess. Well, I feel like it doesn't make a lot of I sense. I mean, knowing me, that the outcome of this story, yeah. I feel like it worked off for him because he left. Oh, he'll for, be back. He'll be back. Oh, probably uh, when the shit's too. Pa- that's what I'm saying. He's probably comes back when shit's probably already past of hitting the fan. Yeah. So he, luckily for him, he's chilling. So the groups begin to splinter and only grew to be more suspicious of each other. Grass was becoming scarce and the remaining animals only became weaker. To help aid the weakened animals, everyone was expected to walk. One man, Kesseberg, he'll be back too. Kesseberg kicked an elderly man by the name of Hardcoop from his wagon, telling him to either walk or die. Yikes! 
Some days later, Hardcoop sat next to a stream. His feet were in tatters, and he was never seen from again. Wait, the old man? And he was never seen again. The uh, old. Yep, Hardcoop. He, he was forced to walk. He couldn't walk anymore. He sat down, and no one ever saw him again. So no, so the old man's never seen again. Hardcoop was the next casualty. Yeah, he's dead. He's definitely dead. Reed ended up catching up to the Donner party ahead. So he catches up to the next group. My man. And went even further with one of his men, Walter Heron. They shared a horse and were able to cover 25 to 40 miles a day. When they were covering 15 in the wagon trail. Wow, Reed's a shysty bastard. He was like, all right, well, fuck you and my kids. I'm just going to jump on this horse. Because, okay, if you think about it, it's a perfect plan. Because everyone else has these little oxes. Horses are faster. Yeah. And two... There's only just two of you. Yeah. So you're going to cover more land. Yep. So Reed probably got there. To, so it was perfect because he gets there first and he could start like by the time they catch up to him, he'll already have shit already set. Like he'll be good. Yeah. If they catch up to him, he'll have shit already good and ready to go. Emphasis on if they he catch up to him. a whole new family at the end of this. So the rest of the party, the um, the, the one with Snyder and Reed that was behind them, they caught up to the Donners as well. Oh, okay. And the Donners must have been moving kind of slow. Yeah. Native Americans returned and chased away even more animals. Yes. They were forced God. to abandon another wagon. As grass became increasingly hard to come by, the cattle spread out more to try to cover more gra- uh, ground and find more grass. Okay, let's be honest. The, the Native Americans have been just watching the whole time. This allowed the Paiute to steal 18 more oxen and shoot, shit. and shoot another 21 several days later. And you know they took those 21 and ate them. At this point, they had lost nearly 100 oxen and cattle. To the, that is so gangster. And their rations were almost non-existent. That is amazing. That is This is a good story. This is what you get. For fucking with Native Americans all the time, saying, I'm gonna, we're discovering this. You didn't yeah. discover shit. We've been here for like ever. Yeah. And now you guys discovered it because you look different from us. Yeah. So you discovered it. So fuck you and your so oxen. So, they, I mean, oxen. They come back actually too. The Native, the Native Americans come back again? They keep, they're, they're a recurring element. They're recurring characters to this? Yeah. Oh, they just show up to just fuck shit up. Uh, there's there's them. a different group that's nicer that Aww, that's nicer to them. I don't like I like this group more than the nicer one. So the Eddies oxen and the Eddies are another family. Their oxen had been killed and they were forced to abandon their wagon. They had no food left. The other and the other families refused to help them. Well, bringing in our catchphrase for the show now. Well, Eddie's family, ah, that's pooped. Yeah. <laughs> no. So they had no food left. The other families refused to help them. And the Eddies were forced to walk, carrying their children. Ah, so the rest of the Reed family that was left behind soon lost their wagon and found themselves in the same situation. That's what you get for leaving Paul. Paul? Paul Paul Reed. James. Mr. Reed. James Reed. Should have followed him. Um, lucky for them, the desert was coming to a close, and they reached lush countryside. They didn't have much time to rest, though, as they had to cross the mountains before the snows came. Stanton, one of the men sent for, uh, who was sent to Sutter's, returned, and he had mules, food, and he had two Miwok Native Americans who were going to be their guides and help them out. He also said that Reed and Heron had reached Sutter's as well. So James Reed reached, My man! reached the, the fort. My, he's doing stuff. This, I like him. This is where stuff starts to go really downhill. But Okay, on a side note, though, those two... 
this goes back to how can you discover something when you need guys to get there? Yeah. So basically, they've been there, but you just feel like I've never seen it before, so I discovered it. God damn it. Yep. But okay. Never seen by white people. Yeah, this is never seen by the whites. So this this it's fine. So James Reed. Okay, what's what's so James Reed? First, he stabs a man. Yep. Then he's banished. Then he's banished. And then he reaches safety. Then he says, abandons his family. Yeah, reaches safety. Like, he says he probably okay. Here's how I'm picturing it. He. He goes, you guys want to come with me? Like, we, you sure? Like, y'all are sure y'all staying here? And they're like, yeah, we're staying, Paul. We're not leaving this. Why do you call him Paul? Because <laughs> that's just dead. I'm guessing this is their dad. His name is James. But his kids don't call him James. They call him Paul? Yeah. They, well, Paul. Oh, they said Paul. Not Paul. <laughs> pa. He goes, okay. Look, Pops. There you go. We're staying here, mate. And he's like. You sure? Like you're I'm gonna ask you one more time. Are you hundred percent sure you're gonna stay in this is safe? You guys are moving ten miles you guys sorry, you guys are moving half in a mile a day and this is safe to you. Safety in numbers, I guess. And they're like, Hell yeah. And he's like, All right, I'm gonna go and get some free shit and then I'm gonna go catch you guys there. So I'll meet you on the flip side there, and then I'm gonna banish you from it. <laughs> so the next set of mountains that they reached uh, were described as being worse than wa- the Wasatch Mountains that they started out in. Beautiful. And they had a choice, rest or push on. And they chose to push on. It was October 20th now. So this is five months in. And they chose to push on. Um, it's October 20th now, and they had been told that the pass would not be snowed in for at least a month, not okay. till mid-November. Um, William Pike was shot when William Foster negligently discharged his weapon. What? So William Pike is the next to die. What? And this kind of made the choice for them that they were going to push on. They couldn't stay on the trail anymore. Why? What do you mean, why? Why can't you stay on the trail? True. But you want? I mean, they can't like just hang out and rest. They're like, we got to keep moving. This well, is not safe. Because they shot a guy accidentally. They're like, and? yikes! This is not a good situation. Wait, what? Is, okay, what does that have to do with anything? Like this is like, ooh, I we, okay, I accidentally shot a man, so we got to go. Well, it's like nobody wants to stay out there anymore because it's. I don't know. What are they, it's not like the cops are going to come. Yeah, but it's more the sense that they're like, this is not an ideal situation to be in. We want we want, we to be home in our homes. You want to be in your homes that don't exist? They want to go build their homes, I guess. No, you they, rest. Okay, anyways. This, they deserve everything, except for James Reed. Everyone else deserves everything that occurs. And how do you just accidentally discharge your weapon? He was cleaning it. Oh, okay. And and let me guess, my man was sitting across from him, and then he shot him. I, he was like, Whoa. There wasn't a detailed account. He's like, Sorry. So with that death, they decided to forge onwards, family by family. That's what you get. The Donners decided to go last. Why? I don't know. Because they they're the leading. leaders. They're the leaders. So they're like, we'll, we'll take up the rear. You guys move faster than us. You get to safety first. I don't know. No, the rears were the Native Americans. They come. Um, so snow begins to fall. That's what you get. The next day. I hope it came literally the next it day. It starts pretty soon after they Ah, oh, so beautiful. Uh, actually, the Donner's family, their wagon uh, breaks an axle. And when oh. re- and when repairing it, James Reed, or excuse me, James Reed, uh, George Donner cuts his hand. Oh, Tom, I might have the cigarette after this. At this point, they believe that it's just a small cut. It'll be okay. Oh, yes. It's the 1800s. A small cut is never okay. <laughs> <laughs> So the Breens are the first one. They made it up the steep slope to Truckee Lake, which is later named uh, Donner Lake, by the way. Why? Uh, because they stayed there for a while. Oh, okay, good. Three miles from the summit is where they are. All right. They camp near a cabin built by previous pioneers. Why are we camping now? 
They're waiting for the rest of the people to catch up to them. Fuck the rest of the people. You're three miles away. Go. Oh, from the summit. That's not three miles from where they need to be. That's just three at miles least from the-, from the summit. Camp at the summit. So the Eddies and the Kesselbergs, they join them, uh, trying to cross the pass, this pass that they have to go across. But they encounter 10-foot snowdrifts and can't even find the trail. Over the next several days, they made many attempts to find the pass, but were only met with failure. Yes. This is what they deserve. You should have just left when you had... You didn't want to take a rest back there, but now you want to take a rest here. So they're camping here, and they're then met with an onslaught of snowstorms. Yes. And remained camped by Truckee Lake for some time, at least over a month. Um, wow. Before the next bit happens. They're running out of food. They ran out of food a while ago. So yeah. diets. The diets consisted of ox hide. Um, strips were boiled with jelly. And uh, ox and horse bones were boiled to make soup. Huh. They were so brittle, these bones, that they just crumbled as soon as you bit into them. Oh, okay. That's the Murphy cool. children, uh, who was a, a family there, the Murphy children, bit by bit, ate their ox hide rug. They ate their rug? Yep. I mean, it probably was tasty. Two-thirds of the party were children. What? Yep. That's how many kids there were? There was a, they, they each had like 10 kids. It was wild. God, people had really, like literally nothing to do back then. So at this point, <laughs> the Donners remained separated, and word came uh, to the rest of the group that Jacob Donner and three hired men had died. <laughs> George Donner, the leader, that cut on his hand from chiseling wood, became infected. I, it's the 1800s. And he was virtually useless at this point. Ha. And now... For that, the Donner camp, there are only four men to work it. <gasps> the Reeds were forced to eat their oxide roof to survive. That is what The you rest got. of the Reed family. You know who wasn't, though? James. James. James is chilling. Probably has his feet kicked up somewhere by a nice warm fire. They were forced to move in with the Breens. And the Graves, another family, stopped by one day and took the Reeds' remaining oxides <gasps> as payment for a debt that they owed. Wait, what wait, what did this debt come I from? I have no idea. It just came up in the reading and I was like, all right. Probably. So, they, so they got nothing. They didn't have, they were eating rugs and they're like, give us the rugs, we're eating that now. <laughs> Those are our fucking rugs. You guys are fooked. Give me the rugs. We're out of here. Alright, so this bit next bit is it takes a minute, and this is where shit gets wild. And this is gonna be the what we are gonna end it, uh the story off on for okay. today. Okay, righty. So Spitzer is the next to die, and then Bayless Williams. I it, they named their kid Spitzer. Uh, that's just a person. I don't know who he is. They didn't describe how they died, but wow. probably starvation. Deserved. Franklin Graves fashioned fourteen pairs of snowshoes, and a party of seventeen people set out on foot to cross the mountain pass. <laughs> Those other ones didn't get snowshoes. They took six. Yeah, three of them. They yeah. were like, "What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck, dude?" They took six days of rations, a rifle, a blanket each, a hatchet, and some pistols. Just one hatchet? Yeah. I feel like that had, there probably should have been more than one hatchet. This party was called Forlorn Hope, and they were malnourished and forced to camp in snow of over 10 feet high. You can make igloos. At this point, it's December 21st. Oh, it's not going to get any better. So there, they, there's already been seven months. I really might have to light a cigarette by how satisfying this story is. So Stanton was one of the people that went with them, went with that party. That was the same guy that went to Sutter's yeah. floor and brought back stuff. Stanton can't keep up with the party. What? And he's the next to die. No! Stanton, you should have stayed at Sutter's, dude. He's the next to die, but his remains aren't found until the next year. Oh. Like, 
his remains remains or yes. like, so somebody came back and found him yeah it's like when the weather was good enough again another troop came through ah. they're like oh there's a dead body the group became lost i didn't know it was him i don't know ah. i didn't look i didn't find Probably anything a necklace on it. or some shit or you know the group became lost and after two more days without food patrick dolan uh suggested that someone volunteer to die to feed the others Oh, so Dolan's the guy who gets it going. He's the one <laughs> so who's st- st- This is great. Wait till you wait till you hear what comes next. He's like, he's like, fuck it, dude. Somebody gets to get need. So this is Patrick Dolan. So some suggest a duel, and others suggest a simple lottery to find out who should die. I'm leaning towards a duel. Eddie suggested um that they keep going until someone just dropped, and that'd be the person that they um ate. That's a solid suggestion, actually. Antonio, an animal handler, died next. You eat him. Franklin Graves, the guy that started this this forlorn hope group, was the next to go. Oh, wow. So they keep losing leaders left and right. Patrick Dolan started to become delirious, stripped naked, ran into the woods. <laughs> yeah. You should have ate him. Wait. His meat was probably He bad. returns only to die a few hours later. Not long after... The group began to eat Dolan's corpse. They eat Dolan first? Yeah. Why him first? They had two other people. They're like, oh, oh it was a fuck you to him. They're <laughs> like, ah, you nominated you bastard. We're eating you first. Part of the reason that they um, ate him was because there was a young boy named Lemuel Murphy who was with them. He was 12 years old. And he was like on the verge of just dying from starvation. But, and they're like, I guess now we have to start eating people. But why Dolan first? She had two other people. This was, I guess, was just because they, at that point, they were like, we can't eat people. And they were like, oh, maybe we should be eating people. And they're like, oh, so this son of a bitch right here, Dolan. And they eat Patrick Dolan. Um, Lemuel Murphy, Probably a 12 year old boy, is the next to die Aww. despite attempts to eat from Dolan's body. Aww. The next morning, the group stripped the muscle and organs from the bodies of the fallen dried it out, and stored it. They made sure that no one had to eat their own kin. Oh, so, wait. That's almost impossible. Because unless they put, like, a, this is this body, this is this yeah, they, body. Yeah, they, they, they marked it. They marked their stuff, the meat that they stored. Okay. Or the person. Yeah. After three days, they started off again, trying to find the trail. Eddie gave in and ate some meat. He was resistant at first. But that was the meat that they had uh, collected was soon gone. He was like, this tastes like chicken, actually. And then be- everyone else was like, woo. They returned to the ox hide well, and started to eat what was in their snowshoes. They considered killing Luis and Salvador for food. Holy shit, why? But Eddie warns them and they silently leave. Good. They're smart. Do they come back? Yes! Jay Fosdick uh, was the next to go. Only seven people are left in this group. So everyone who they are saying that they might eat is like, all right, I'm going to just yeah. gonna slowly peace out. Eddie and Mary Graves, they leave and go to hunt. And they return with deer meat. No more eating people, right? Yeah. But when they return, they've already cut open Fosdick's body and began to eat him. Did he die at least? Yeah. Wow. So they're like, we're going to go hunting. And they're like, we can't wait. We're going to eat his body right now. And they yes. even return with animal meat. And they're like, nope, we already ate human meat. I would have left, dude. I'd have been like, all right, see you guys. I'm going to go and eat this deer meat. It, at this point, it's 25 days since they've left the lake. This is what they deserve. They reach Salvador and Luis. 
the guys that no, they weren't. No, no, <laughs> they got away. And they had not eaten for nine days, those two. Oh, so they're ready to eat someone too. They were the next to go. Oh. Shot by William Foster. I don't know if you remember William Foster was the guy. He shot that guy. He did not. He did not accidentally shoot that guy. He definitely shot that guy. He's already openly just shooting people. So they, he kills them and they they eat those two as well. Oh, dude. On January. What about tw- the people with the deer meat? Are they a part of this or do they just peace out? No, they're a part of it still. Oh, shit. I would have just peaced out. <laughs> Actually, one of them found a bunch of bear meat, but I guess that didn't last very long. I wouldn't have told anyone about it. it they didn't. They actually hit, they hit it. My man. Uh, but it didn't matter, I guess, because like, they're still guys, eating humans. If you guys eat that human meat, I'll be over here eating some nice bear. On January 12th, the group stumbled into a Miwok camp. They looked so emaciated that the inhabitants fled at the, at the sight of them. Yes. The, the Miwoks gave them uh, what they had to eat, and after a few days, they continued with help to a ranch in a small farming community at the edge of the Sacramento Valley. Oh, no. Their journey had taken 33 days. This is just one group. There's the whole downer party and tons of other people left at Truckee Lake. Yes. I love this. So they finally reached it. They reached it. They're the first group, too. Um, and that's where we'll leave it for today. And I'll give you a little tease that James James Reed, who's sitting at Sutter's Fort, yeah. starts to get concerned about his family taking so long. No. So he might, uh, so he forms a little rescue party. No, James. And that's where I'll leave it for today. Do you have any comments you want to say about this? <sighs> Two things. I don't want James to die. Because James, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And I was hoping that James would just stay where the fuck he is and say, screw you to my family. If you guys make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. But two, for a person who's of another descent, I would say, this is a very satisfying story. Yeah. This is like, I might get me a smoke after this. <laughs> I am so satisfied. I mean, it's just a series of unfortunate events. I mean, everything that could go wrong, Literally went wrong. Yeah, so keep in mind, this I is part one uh, of two, maybe three, likely two, of our story about the Donner Party. And we are not even talking about the Donner Party when cannibalism starts. So you know that once we go back to that lake... It's going to get nasty. Shit has it's going to hit the fan like it has never seen before. I have a question, though. Do the Native Americans come back? You'll have to see. I hope they do, because they're my favorite parts of the story. So I love how they just show up just to fuck shit up and then leave. Well, the, like, Mi- the Miwoks are, I guess, the nice ones. They're like, okay, we'll help you out. And the Paiute are like, fuck you. Yeah, like, I feel Give like- us your oxen. We're going to kill some just because. Yeah. fuck you, you're white. <laughs> and you shit all over us. Literally, that's how, like, they show up just to literally fuck shit up. Like, they're actually the cause of this whole thing. If you think about it, they caused it. If they well, because if they wouldn't have shot all the Lansford Hastings, a little bit of them just saying a big middle finger to white yes, people, just be like, "Hey, fuck you, you pieces of garbage! You discovered this Hastings? No, you didn't. You piece of garbage. <laughs> we did. We've been here." What's it, wild to me is that they were attacked by these by the Paiute, um, in like the middle of the desert. Which was, and they were like struggling to survive. And these Native Americans roll up and are like, well, we're fine. And they just like kill a bunch of them and rob them. And these white people are like, oh, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> hey, stop. <laughs> like, literally, like they're fucking free. That means that they're close and they have a camp with everything. I mean, they found one. They I guess, have to a be. Camp, at least. No, I'm saying that that means that the, the Native Americans that are saying fuck you yeah. are really close. 
and they're living pretty well. And they know how to, or at least they know how to survive they know how to well survive. off the land. Yeah, because you guys just show up and say, hey, this is ours now. Meanwhile, us who's been living there, the Native <laughs> Americans have been living there forever. They know the area. It's like World War II when Germany just invades Russia in the fucking wintertime. Yeah. Like, it's like, we know the area, mate. You're not winning this one. You're losing this battle here. And if you thought that that started rough, then the second part's only going to get more rough. And you know the best part is? Hmm. The only thing that would have made this story any bit better, that would have made it just perfect, is if they would have ended up at the other camp. Oh, they just went full circle? No, if they would have ended up at the... Oh, the Paiute camp? Uh, yes. And did and they just, no. like, murder them? And they just murdered every single one of them, and then... Just fucking You're like god damn it 33 were, days just to get murdered yes it would have been perfect uh, i left okay no they murdered like most of them except for two and been like you guys took go and tell the tale yeah actually don't do that because then they'll come back with other white people so no just kill all of them this makes you want to talk about jamestown in the future because jamestown is like a very similar situation where it's like everybody knows about it as being the first established like colony or whatever right yeah. or settlement in america um, but like they started to starve really quickly as well, and they dug up bodies that had already been buried to eat them. Oh, that's a little better. Uh, this these ones, they're like, we're gonna go hunting, and they're like, we want human flesh. Yeah, they, they, literally. Like I was like, you guys can't wait a day. You can't wait a couple hours for us yeah, to go hunting. Like we're gonna, we'll be right back with deer and bears. Chill out, dog. And plus, you gotta, you gotta understand, they must have been eaten a lot. Well, they're they're starved. They should be like, look, Tony. And it was a month. You should be like, look, Tony. You only get a leg, dude. <laughs> you only get a leg. I guess you get. You have to ask how much of a human, if you were to eat it, would actually sustain you. Depending on the size. Yeah, I mean, some of them were children. So yeah. Not a lot. I feel like not too much. All right. You have to deal with stomach acid and whatnot. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Remember part two. We're gonna figure out what's going on at the Donner Party by the Truckee Lake and all those other families. And if James Reed uh, is successful. I hope he doesn't die. I'd be so sad. If you want to keep up with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Tom and Amir. That's T-O-M-A-N-D-E-M-I-R. Yep. On Instagram, we're doing Shocktober. Yeah, I'm actually keeping up with Shocktober. I'm actually, I just posted Scream yesterday. So you guys, let me know how that goes. It's definitely Amir. No, it literally is. I don't know why he's doing this right now, which isn't really cool. But I just really like to take credit for everything Amir does. I don't know why you're doing that, but that's weird. But as I was saying, yeah, uh, I'm doing Scream. I did that already. I think I'm going to do, uh, I know what you did last summer next. I'm not for sure. But uh, we're in the 90s now, so it's actually, you you guys are going to start to, like, notice a lot more of these movies. I hope you guys, like, I like how, you know, when I was doing research for, like, Scream and, like, before I watched it, like, did you know that Holly, I mean, not Holly, but I was going to say. Uh, Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore is not even in the movie for that long. No, that's kind of Scream's thing, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like The second like, one starts off with Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people would be like, wow, she's on the cover. She yeah. must be in the movie if you haven't seen it. But if. If you see it, you'll realize that she quickly not. But yeah, so it's going pretty well so far, and uh, I'll keep you guys updated on it. Please uh, do. Don't be afraid to ask me about it. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next after Shocktober. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this, but probably not. I might end it off here. I'll let you guys know if I do something else. But yeah. Um, and then our Twitter, we are also posting you know, links to the episodes as well as you know, kind of other 
weird stuff that we're finding around the internet, interesting articles and yeah. stuff like that. So go fo- give that a follow. Stay up post it with us and if you have any comments about the episode or requests for content that you want to hear us talk about send it on to our twitter yeah because i'll we'll definitely do it you know we'll definitely do whatever you guys request because i literally have i have so much stuff but it also at the same time i want to have one of you guys be like hey do this we want to sell out to you literally <laughs> i'm waiting for it okay so thank you for listening yeah i'm tom and i'm emir and Well, I was going to say, this is Conspiracy Club. Yeah, and then, yes, stay spooky, stay awesome, and stay curious. It wasn't in that order. I fucked that up. (laughs) But uh, also, like we always say at the end of every episode, wow, that episode was fooked. See ya. See ya.